Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. I'm Gary Duncan, and thank you for making this station your station by listening and supporting our broadcast ministry. It's time now for our Moment in Faith with Pastor Doug Nicely, and our conversation today is the third article of the Apostles' Creed. Good afternoon, Doug. Good afternoon, Gary, and it's good to talk to you, as always. And it's good to review the basics of our faith, which is what the catechism is all about. And uh, it's just a wonderful little book. Only has about 26, 27 pages. And it was written by a man who had six children and was trying to figure out how to raise up his kids learning the Christian faith. So he put together this little handbook. And that's what we know as Luther's small catechism. That's where it came from. So what is the third article of the Apostles' Creed? It's real simple. It goes like this. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. That's the that's the third article of the Creed. Luther's explanation for it in the small catechism reads like this. I believe that my own understanding or strength, I cannot believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but instead... The Holy Spirit has called me through the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, made me holy, and kept me in the true faith. This is he calls, gathers, enlightens, and makes the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in one common true faith. Or to put it in the words of another one of my favorite teachers and Bible tour guide, Timothy Wengert, he says you can reduce this down to one simple sentence. I believe that I cannot believe but the Holy Spirit has called me. Our problem in, in our Lutheran tradition is that uh, I, I've never really understood until recent years exactly what the Holy Spirit is supposed to do and what he means. We understand the Father. He created everything. We understand the Son because he's the Redeemer of everything. But the Holy Spirit appears to be kind of obscure, we'll just put it that way. And, and he doesn't need to be in many ways. He is what teaches us what we need to know about the Father and the Son. He is, if you will, our teacher. Romans chapter 8, written by St. Paul, probably is is the primer on the Holy Spirit. Listen to what St. Paul has to say in three verses at the end of that chapter. He says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. So the Holy Spirit intercedes. That's an interesting term. It's like we lift up prayers before heaven, and we have a, well, we use courtroom language here, a uh, defense attorney. And that defense attorney stands by our side. The word that Jesus uses when he's describing his going away into, into heaven and his suffering and death, was he, when he was talking to his disciples at the Last Supper, was kind of interesting, too, because he says that I will send you the counselor. That's the word that he uses in some translations. Some translations also use a helper. But the word literally means, from Greek to English, the one who's called to stand by our side. We begin to understand what the Holy Spirit is when we understand him to be the one who's called to stand by our side. Here, literally, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. All right, this translation uses the word helper, uh, the one who's called to stand by our side, to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be with you. Once again, the idea behind this is that he's the one who's called to stand by our side. 
And that's true for prayer, but it's true for so many other things, too. If it weren't for the Holy Spirit, we wouldn't have anything to believe, because even though it's true that there is a Father and the the Son, the Holy Spirit is the one who teaches us. Right. I really like that image, Doug, that the, the one who stands by your side. That really paints a, yeah. an image in my mind. And from that time on, when I realized that literal translation from uh, from the Greek that, uh, that the New Testament was written into English, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit made a lot more sense to me. Just to give you a little bit of additional insight into this, there was a uh, disciple of John the Apostle, the one who probably lived the longest of all the disciples and might have died somewhere around the year um, 100 AD. But he had a student named St. Ignatius, and St. Ignatius wrote a creed also, a creed, you know, like the Apostles' Creed. This is what it says, and it's an interesting creed. I'm going to read the whole thing. It isn't that many lines, but listen specifically to what's said about the Father and then about the Son. He says, the Church believes in one God, the Father Almighty, who made the heaven and the earth, the seas, and all things that are in them, and in one Christ Jesus, the Son of God, who has made flesh for our salvation, and in one Holy Spirit, who made known through the prophets the plan of salvation, the coming, the birth from a virgin, the passion, resurrection from the dead, the bodily ascension into heaven of our beloved Jesus Christ, our Lord, and his future appearing from heaven in the glory of the Father to sum up all things and to raise anew all flesh of the whole human race. Did you get that? He says a simple sentence about God the Father, a simple sentence about Jesus Christ the Son, and then he says the Holy Spirit is the one who taught us the whole story. And the Holy Spirit is the one who really explains to us what it's like to be able to be somebody who is a disciple, a follower of the Lord. We need somebody to stand by our side, and that's that's a really important thing to keep in mind. So why are the creeds so important? Well, the creeds are so important not because they're necessarily in the Bible, because they aren't in the Bible. They summarize what, what the Bible's teaching is. And of course, teaching about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is so crucial to our understanding of who God is. And And the Holy Spirit is the one who teaches us that when everything is all said and done, God is Lord. And that's, that's important for people who are trying to recover from uh, election results and all sorts of other things. <laughs> right. He's, he's the one who really is in charge. He's the one who really is the Lord of all life. Someone posted on Facebook something like, the uh, leader is still the leader, and it's Jesus Christ. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, and God can use all sorts of different types of people to accomplish his purpose, even people who we don't trust. Right. Thank and, God for that. Okay. <laughs> Anything else you'd like but, to add? Well, I'm, I'm just going to let you know that uh, now that we're finished with the Apostles' Creed, we're going to run into something that's from the Bible um, a little bit more easy to understand, and that is, starting next week, we're going to talk about the Lord's Prayer. Okay. So that ought to be easy. Should there be. are seven There are seven petitions in the Lord's Prayer, which means seven things that are asked. And, interestingly enough, and this is just a preview of the coming, of the coming attractions, uh, there are, of course, seven days in the week. I remember one writer suggesting that you pray one of those petitions each day of the week. Just an interesting thought. Yes, it is. Let's close with a word of prayer today. Lord, we so often fail to see any evidence that you are in the process of uniting all things in Christ things in heaven and things on the earth. Send your Holy Spirit, we pray, to give us the eyes to see and the ears to hear 
and to hold us up in the process. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Nicely. You're most welcome, Gary. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org, AM 850 in the St. Louis region.